Join us as we explore timeless wisdom from around the world, seeking truths that resonate most for each individual. Welcome to Peace on Your Journey podcast. I'm John Lawyer, a former soldier turned spiritual traveler. At Kishar, we celebrate the journey of discovery together, delving into various religious, spiritual, and philosophical traditions. For a deeper dive into spirituality, join our vibrant online community at kishar.org. If you'd like to experience this production with dynamic art and video content, check out our YouTube channel at Peace on Your Journey. Hello, and for our Beyond the Book discussion today, we have The Spiritual Teachings of Marcus Aurelius. This work is often translated and published under the title Meditations. When I mention the meditations of Marcus Aurelius, some of you might think of someone sitting cross-legged, eyes closed, and deep thought. But this is really uh, more of a journal or diary. In fact, he wrote uh, these meditations, and he never really intended for them to be published. So they're just his own introspective deep dive into the depths of his own thoughts, beliefs, and struggles. They were meditative for him, but in the sense of deep self-reflection and contemplation. This is probably the most ancient and original self-help book ever written. And it was written by one of the greatest Roman emperors almost 2,000 years ago. So for a little background, Marcus Aurelius is probably the most famous Stoic in history. And this work's been published countless times in many different editions and translations. It's considered one of the greatest works in philosophical literature. I really like Mark Forstetter's arrangement of this work. He was a producer of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And his introduction and insightful commentary before getting into the actual meditations that were written by Marcus Aurelius himself is just excellent. He explains the history of Stoicism and gives great context to it. And so let's get a little bit into the background and history of Stoicism. Stoicism goes back to about 300 BCE and a guy named Zeno. And it's named after a way to say painted porch, which is where Zeno used to teach. Its roots actually go back even further uh, to cynicism and great philosophers like Diogenes the Cynic. Uh, He may have been the world's first documented troll and lived in a giant ceramic jar on the streets of Athens. That's really a whole different book and discussion. Before we can kind of get into Marcus Aurelius and his kind of stoic thought, it's important to think about some of the misconceptions that may have come up recently when it comes to Stoics. I think when I was growing up, it's almost like we were taught that Stoics were these serious, almost grumpy characters where, you know, the actual philosophy was very much lost on me. And Forstetter touches on this in his commentary and introduction that Stokes are really kind of misunderstood. And it's really a shame that we weren't all taught more philosophy growing up because the Stokes have this really beautiful view of the world. And recently we've seen a resurgence of Stoicism and uh, appreciation of it over the last several years. I do feel like some of this is probably tied up into the bro culture, the entrepreneurial circles, and it seems like there's some very masculine undertones that have been kind of intertwined with with like this modern resurgence of stoicism. And I think that, I don't know if it's because the stoic idea of emotional control maybe gets translated or misconstrued where it's uh, suppressing emotions, uh, which could be encouraged in men sometimes. Stoics don't really, they're not really preaching the suppression of emotions. Actually, when you go back to the ancient wisdom, that's not what it's about. 
And I'm not really trying, I'm not trying to take anything away from these people that are into modern stoicism. And I think it's good that it's had a resurgent. Uh, and I don't want to put anybody in a box. It's just kind of a personal observation. And I could be off a bit on it, but it really is a beautiful philosophy for all. And it doesn't really matter what your gender is, man or woman or anyone else. Uh, please do explore stoicism's deeper spiritual teachings. It, like I said, it really is beautiful. At its core, stoicism is about realizing there are things that we can control, like our reactions and our own emotions. And there's things that we can't control, uh, traffic jams, the weather, uh, someone else's bad mood. So instead of getting upset over the things that we can't change, stoicism teaches us to focus on improving ourselves, our own actions and our responses so that we can live a more fulfilling and joyful life. Uh, it's maybe think of it like spiritual, mental, and emotional fitness training. And that takes me to being present. Stoicism is big on wisdom, uh, courage, being a good person. And it, it really does preach being present in the moment. And it's an enduring theme, not just in Stoicism, but when you look across not all, but most religions, most spiritual constructs, a lot of philosophy, uh, being present in the moment is a big part of what these faith, these practices, these spiritual constructs teach us. And so living as a Stoic is a powerful method of getting to being able to live in the moment. It's as every bit as powerful as something like reading Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which is also a great work, but this works too. Marcus Aurelius said, and finally you've forgotten that every person lives only in the present moment and can lose only this. So he aptly tells us here that the present is all we will ever have. And that's just a great thought. He goes on to say, everything you wish to eventually achieve, you can have right now if you don't refuse it to yourself. And this means taking no notice of the past, trusting the future to providence, and living now in union with faith. So if we can forget the past, if we can let the, the future take care of itself, then we can live here in this present moment. And suddenly that opens us up to all these possibilities in life. And that, again, that's just a, a really interesting and effective way of, of, of thinking and living. And everything's connected. This, this, there's this stoic idea of interconnectedness of all beings living in accordance with, with nature and the meaningfulness of, of that, practicing in self-reflection journaling and meditation are all stoic methods. And even though this work was produced in the heart of Western culture and the Athenian tradition in Greece, there's very much undertones within it that are tied to, you know, Eastern philosophies and religions from around the world and, and, and spiritual philosophies uh, that are practiced by a lot of people. And, when you think about knowledge and wisdom, Marcus Aurelius, he struggled with anger. Sometimes he turned to Stoicism that, to give him the peace that he, he needed. And there was wisdom in that. He points that there's a, a difference between knowledge and wisdom. There's those who don't um, gain knowledge. There's those who do gain knowledge. And then there's those who know that knowledge is combined with experience and introspection, and then that becomes wisdom. And I think that's very powerful, that we take the knowledge that we have and we apply life to it and become wise.
And so the essence of the teaching, uh, if you lived the essence of what Marcus Aurelius writes about, you'd have a much more fulfilled and peaceful life. And, you know, as I read this book, the, the pages just melt away, you know, as they do in great books. And one of my favorite quotes was, nothing can happen to you that nature has not prepared you to bear. So whatever the universe kind of like throws at us, we're ready for it. Somewhere inside, we've got what we need to handle the situation. We are the universe. And if we can access and touch that in our core self, we're whole. And then we're open to the universe because we are the universe. Marcus Aurelius also said, our universal nature is the nature that pervades all existence. And everything that now exists has a kinship to all other things that will come into existence. This universal nature is called truth and is the original creator of all truths. And so you can call that the truth as, as, as Aurelius did there, or the divine or the self with a capital S, the Christ consciousness, uh, the Brahmin of the Hindus, Nirvana, the Tao, uh, the Native American concept of everything of with nature, you know, call it magic. But it, it all speaks the same language because it's a single whole and this this oneness of all. And to me, that knowledge is really is pure love. The Stoics talk about taking care of nature and, and Mother Earth. And there was a part of this as I was reading this, this wonderful work and part of the introduction by Mark Forstadter that I couldn't help but see our destruction of nature as the anti-enlightenment. Like it's our own personal involvement in the destruction of our species. And I think that leads us towards kind of a dark age. And I don't say that I don't want to be too negative because I have real great hope and faith in humanity, but it just, you know, it made me think about taking care of the earth around us. And so I think just take a minute to reflect on that and our part in all of this, that we can change ourselves, and then we can change the world around us. And so go be with nature as you are nature. You're not just in it, you are it. And when it comes to stuff like Stoicism or any philosophy, any spirituality, anything in a religion, for all you out there, don't just study it, live it. Don't just read it, practice it, live in it. And that goes back to turning your knowledge into wisdom through experience. Again, wisdom is the application of knowledge through intuition and seeing the true whole of the world. Intuition comes from our inner core self, that that divine or universal thing inside of us. So be that change that you want to see in the world. Practice and live what you preach and walk the walk. And I think that the Stoics really um, are in line with all of that. Marcus Aurelius said, uh, live each day. The perfection of character consists in living each day as if it were the last and being neither violently excited nor apathetic nor insincere. So have you ever thought about living each day just as it is? Is it possible? Could we do it as an exercise of peace for ourselves? Or at least to the best extent possible? Even if in doing this, experimenting with it, you occasionally do your future self a solid by paying a bill or two, still trying to live for the day. What would you do if you lived each day as if it were your last? Ask yourself that question. What would you do 
if you lived each day as if it were your last. He also said, it's quite possible to become a great sage and yet never be recognized. And if we take this to heart, we know a couple of things. We can always be looking out for the wisdom in others. And we can also quietly acknowledge our own power within to be our own teacher, guide, and guru. Because we can use those external lights to help us on our path from others, the, other, the wisdom that others have, and, and help light our path until we carry our own light. And then you can walk wherever you want when you have that light inside. We know that I means there, even if you don't know it's there. So use that light inside to guide your path. And there's wisdom in sticking with routines. Marcus Aurelius said, don't be frustrated, discouraged, or impatient. If you can't do everything according to your principles, if you fail, turn back satisfied that most of your actions follow man's good nature and cherish the practice to which you return. So don't let one moment of your day where you mess up or don't live up to a habit or routine that you set for yourself derail you. Get back on track and, and do your thing because you know, you've got this. Uh, it's wise advice. Marcus Aurelius said, Think about how many years you have been putting things off and how often the gods have given you extra periods of grace and still you don't use them. And in this, I thought to, my, to myself here, we all have time. There's only the decision we make on how to use it. It's never too late to do what you want to do, to do what you're meant to do. So think about what's your higher purpose, your, your dharma. What if you decided right now to live your dharma or you decided right now to discover what your dharma is exactly imagine living your higher purpose every day and everything that you do and aurelius said on problem solving today i have removed myself from my problems or rather have gotten rid of my problems for they weren't outside of me but inside and especially in the judgments of my mind and this goes into how we hold on to judgments and attachments Learn to let go. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Why do your problems have domain over you? There's a better way, and it's right there inside of you. Marcus Aurelius said, Don't worry about what you don't have, but think instead about what you do possess. And this is something that, when I think about it myself, it's dear to me. It's made me turn to gratitude, looking at the value of all that I personally have and that I'm blessed with. And if I'm going to purchase something now, I think, am I actually going to use this? And I think being joyful that about our current possessions is something that can carry us a really long way. And on being open to the universe, Aurelius said, when your inner spirit is in harmony with nature, it can adapt easily to all events and possibilities. So be open to the universe and you will live in peace. When we close ourselves off to our origin, that divine self or whatever you want to call it, that connection to all things, you know, we starve ourselves. Along these same lines, Aurelius says, no longer breathe only with the atmosphere surrounding you, but let your mind breathe in a similar way with the mind that runs through everything. And that goes back to that pantheistic universal ribbon that runs through all of us, the stardust, the, the origin, the fact that we're all made up of the same thing. 
that we are all part of one another and that we're all a part of everything around us. We are the universe. He speaks on our mental well-being and says, you have within you the power to obliterate many superfluous and disturbing things, for they are entirely in your mind. And that is a powerful thing. You know, <laughs> it's obviously, it's one of those things that's absolutely easier said than done. Uh, but it speaks to his knowledge that the path to wholeness is within. And knowing that we're already whole, even if we don't know it. Think about that for a minute, too. I encourage you all. You know, we are already whole, even if we don't know it. And explore that. So I think to know Marcus Aurelius's teachings is to understand the path to enlightenment, clarity, understanding, or anything else that you may call it. There's this clear path. It's even, it's really a warm one. And he speaks in meditations that this journey doesn't have to be a lonely one. The fact that we're all universally tied together was a constant theme in this, in this book. So if you're ever looking for a vibrant community of people to share your spiritual path with, go to kishar.org right now and, and join us and have these conversations. Share this with someone. And if you could please hit that like for this video and subscribe to our channel, we'd really appreciate it. And you could get more videos just like this. Until next time, I wish you peace on your journey.